Hey there, Juan Morales here, and in this episode, we're going to talk about one of the most important things that we need to have in order to generate sales, to generate effective relationships, to really get what we want in life. And the core component that allows us to get all those things is trust. And if you really look at the world today, what the internet has allowed us to do is to create trust at scale. And this is what happens when, I mean, even thinking back to old school newscasters, right? The most trusted name in news. It's like trust is the currency that makes money move around. When there's trust, money moves. But most people struggle to generate trust, especially at scale using the internet because they're not used to it and they know how to do it when they're sitting in front of a friend or sitting in front of someone that they can physically see in front of them. And for many people, especially people that have the charisma and the qualities that elicit trust very easily, it's easy for them to get in touch with someone and enroll them into thinking a certain way and to trust them. But Today, what I wanted to do and what I wanted to share with you is how do you generate trust quickly with someone that does not know you, okay? And exploring this, I studied several different interactions of mine, beliefs that I have about it. I studied how psychologists work with patients and the things that they do to be able to do this. And I've boiled it down to a few key factors that I believe make the success in generating trust quickly with someone. And the key there is quickly, because you can generate trust, but if it takes you a long time, and let's face it, there are people with whom, no matter what you do, is going to be a long time before you get any trust, because these people are by nature very distrustful. And I believe that they became that way because of bad past experiences that led them to become that way. So they don't trust easily. There's other people that trust right off the bat, and they can just go for it. And the point is that you want to put everything that you can into getting the trust factor to go up as fast as possible. So there's a couple of things that I noticed as patterns. Now, this is not a complete list by any means, and there may be other things that get tacked onto this list, but these are a few of the most important principles. Okay, so the first thing is, the language to build trust is through stories. Stories. And I'm not saying that it has to be a fully produced story, but it just it's how we remember things. It's how things go into a scenario. And let me give you an example. And if you notice, I'm going into a story right here. A couple of years ago, I was teaching on a concept, and it was taking me forever for people to understand it because I was trying to explain it with abstract facts and ideas. Then I decided that I was going to give them a story. And in the story, I laid out the exact same things that I had, but I did it in a story format. And now it resonated with the audience. They got it. Okay? And that's just one of the things with stories. But think of all the times that you meet with your friends. What do you do? Isn't it to tell stories? When you meet a friend and you become good friends with someone, or let's say when kids get back to school, What's the first thing they talk about? They talk about what they did in the summer, right? Because stories are the language that generates trust. It's through stories. 
Okay? So that's one of the key things that you always need to use, stories. And that makes it super important to have a few key stories that you need to talk about. Okay? The first of those stories is the creation story. It's how did you get to where you are right now? Why are you doing this? What motivates you? Because when people think that what you're doing, you're doing just as a money grab, it doesn't really get them. But if you tell them that the reason you're doing this is because it's something that is personal for you, that is important for you, that is a mission that you're on because of something that happened to you, right? then now people are resonating with you because they understand why you're so fervent about this, why your belief in this being the most important thing is so powerful. But until they know your story and they know why you do what you do, it doesn't matter to them. You're just another person trying to sell them something or you're just another person trying to convince them to use a different service or whatever the idea is. But when you make it about where you come from and how you got here, and you share that with someone, that opens the door for them to start trusting you. The next thing is that you have to lead in the conversation, which means you go first always. You don't ask them for certain information that you're not willing to give first. It's way easier to just give a story where you're trusting them with your story, and then they'll open up by telling you their story, or basically they'll start opening up on their end, right? Just by sharing stories, just by communicating these things. The creation story, one of the most important ones. Of course, another thing that you can do is do what is unexpected from yourself. And let me, again, let me explain this with an example. So I had this coaching program that was my first high ticket coaching program. I had no idea how to sell high ticket. I was just doing it. I've been selling high ticket stuff forever, but I had never sold a coaching program like this. So what would happen in that coaching program is that everybody that I spoke to got my creation story. And my creation story was of the time that I got fired after the 2010 World Cup Finals and of the last job I had at an e-commerce company. And then I basically got to where I was at the time in the program and creating that coaching and all that stuff. But what do you think happens to most people when they're getting on a blatant sales call? What's, what do they expect the salesperson to do? They expect them to tell them how great they are. They expect them to tell them how much better than their competition they are. They expect and expect and expect a whole bunch of stuff. But the fact is, if you can beat those expectations by not catering to them. You see, you don't have to talk to that expectation. You don't have to perform that way. When I did this and I started talking about my own flaw and embarrassing things, something that you usually don't tell people, it opened up the conversation because all of their defense was to outmaneuver someone that was going to try to convince them of being the best, of being infallible, of being perfect. But because I started from a flaw, because I started from a damaging admission of like, yeah, it's not always been like this, and you've probably seen this in sales letters if you've read any that talk about this, right? I didn't used to be like this. And then you go back to your past and now you tell them the story. The whole purpose of that is to connect people with you, but at the same time, by making yourself not perfect, then you make it okay not to be perfect. And now they don't have to pretend. So people get at ease. Psychologists 
and, and this is something I found through researching, but psychologists, one of the things they do a lot is they'll spill something, they'll drop a pen, they'll, you know, do something awkwardly. Something that is not what you expect from this, like, consummate professional that does everything well. But they do it very strategically. It's not that the guy just doesn't know how to do certain things. He's doing it strategically to put your mind at ease, that you're with someone that, that you don't have to pretend with. Okay? And this is extremely important, especially when you're building out your business and you're talking to your clients and you're doing all of this. You want to generate that rapport. And the easiest and fastest way to do that is through story. And I'm going to take it one notch above that, is through giving a vulnerable story where you can really talk to them about something that opens you up as a vulnerable person. But what happens immediately is that from their end, they start to feel this magnetism because it's like, wow, I should trust them as well. So going back to the principle of doing what's unexpected, you have to understand that in every one of these situations, all the defenses that the mind has created are done for what's expected, not for the unexpected. Now, I'm not saying that you jump out of a cake or anything like that, but what I'm saying is most people... They always believe that what you're about to say is how you're great. And they've made all their arguments to try to fight those things. And, oh yeah, prove it. Oh yeah, how do you know that to be true? And how about these guys? I think these guys are better, right? But if you come in and you say, listen, let me tell you the story of how I got fired. Let me tell you the story of how I got started on this and it doesn't start pretty. Let me tell you the story of this. And you go into a damaging admission, a bad thing that happened to you. You're going to connect, especially if that thing that happened to you or that thing that you lived through is something that they resonate with, they identify with, they know what it's like to go through that motion, or at least they fear it. At the very least, they fear it. It probably never happened to them, but they fear it. In my particular case, I knew that I was talking to employed heads of families that wanted to branch off and start their own business. Now... Because I had gotten fired from my job, right? It was this, I got fired and now I have to pick myself up and I have to step into entrepreneurship. Now, these people were not there, but they were thinking of that moment. They were thinking of what happens when that moment happens to me. So I knew that if I used that story and I told them that information, it would resonate well with them because it shows that I am like them and I can... I was able to do it and they can do it too. So with these things, right, stories, not going for what's expected, and at the same time being vulnerable, you are creating one of the most important factors so that trust can be built quickly with someone. There are others, without question there are others. But these are the three most important ones that you should focus on right now, especially if you're not doing it. Because the change that you're going to see with the way that your clients react to you is going to be day and night. It's going to be amazing. And I want you to feel that in your business and I want you to get those results. And you do it by legitimately opening up with people first. You have to go first. can't expect them to do it if you're not willing to do it. They call this the, the nobody wants to get in the pool first principle, right? 
If you go to a party, and let's say you get to that party and there's a pool there, but there's nobody in the pool, it's very hard for someone to jump into the pool, that first person to jump into the pool. But let's say that you do it anyway. If you jump into the pool and you're the first person to jump into the pool, what do you think is going to happen within two, three minutes of you jumping in the pool? You're going to have a bunch of people that jumped in the pool as well. And why is that? Because we're always looking for that. We're always looking for leadership from the outside. Very, very few people are led and driven completely from the inside. And, and it may be that they're driven in another area of their life. But when it comes to this, when it comes to you taking care of your client and taking care of their needs, you want to share first. Go first. Take the lead in the relationship. And by going first, they will follow your example. So you're never putting them on the spot. And because you go first and you are using an embarrassing or somewhat embarrassing story combined with the fact that you're opening up and trusting them first, that creates the perfect seed and the perfect kindle for that fire to start taking place. And now you're starting to build trust faster and faster. But here's a caveat to all this, right? Trust is not built for a short term and that's it. You want to always think of your client as someone that you're going to work with for the rest of the duration of your business. So you always increase the trust. When you're talking to them in the future, you still do the stories. You still do the, like all these things, right? You include them in your repertoire because it's a never-ending thing. Think of your friends. How many stories do you know about your friends because you sit down and now they tell you the new chapter or the new episode in that story? And that's really what happens. So anyway, till next time, this is Juan Morales signing out. I'll see you on the next one.